Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Hey, 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 we started the month of May. You're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. You're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net, and we're so glad to have you back. Let me ask you a question right up front. If April showers bring May flowers, what do the liberal far-left policies in April bring? Can you guess? It brings us the high gas price sting. We're feeling the sting at the pump because we're suffering for the policies of this administration, the liberal Congress that preceded it, and we are suffering, and it's going to hurt the economy. It already is. Go to the grocery store. Go to the bank. Wherever you go, high gas prices are going to start a road away to confidence in this economy. Now, today's show, we have got something great this week. You don't want to miss any part of it. First, the news. We're going to talk about presidential hopeful Haley Barber is not running for the presidency. So we're going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk about New Mexico's ex-governor, Gary Johnson. He is running for the presidency. We're going to talk about him and what that means for the presidential race. And we also got a Rock of Liberty speech that you don't want to miss because it's a Reagan-esque critique of the federal regulations. Don't want to miss that right at the end. Stay tuned for a great Rock of Liberty speech. And now, let me tell you, our special guest in today's show is none other than Kevin Jackson. If you haven't heard of Kevin Jackson, he's an African-American conservative. He has a website, theblacksphere.net, theblacksphere.net. You can go and check him out on that. And he's doing a tour, coming down through the South. I think they call it the Fried Chicken Leg Tour or the two naked head tours, because they both got the head shaved. And Kevin Jackson is touring with Joe the Plumber. You remember Joe the Plumber from the 2008 election with Barack Obama when he ran into him, and Joe uh, cornered him and found out he's doing exactly what he said. President Obama's trying to spread the wealth. Doesn't matter what you do, he's going to spread it. Now, but we got uh, got them coming on tour in today's interviews. Kevin Jackson, you don't want to miss that great, great guy. He's going to say some things that sometimes are a little outlandish, or he'll say something funny, and he'll sometimes he'll push the edge. So listen to the interview. Be coming up. We're going to get him on the phone in just a few minutes. Now, let me tell you what else in the Tombstone Award. We're going to have the Tombstone Award. For those who haven't been listening, Doc Holliday's Tombstone Award is given to uh, some words, an action, or a group of people, or something that has happened that uh, deserves to be six feet under the uh, the process of whatever somebody's uh, speech they've given. Anyway, we got the Doc Holliday Tombstone Award, and and you don't want to miss it today because it is affecting you. Now let's get right on with the show. The news last week, uh, Governor Haley Barber. Mississippi, I'm telling you, there's a lot of folks that, that really thought he was going to run. He has been hiring people, putting a political team together, looking very much like he was going to make a presidential run. Will he just drop out and not worry about it? Nope. I believe uh, Governor Haley Barber 
will be right in the thick of trying to get a Republican elected president of the United States. Now, he's, uh, he'll cease being governor in January of 2012. Whatever happens, he'll dedicate his time to making sure we have a, a president from the Republican Party in the office in 2012, winning the election in 2012. So Governor Haley Barber is not running himself, but don't count his influence out. We'll see what's going on in there. And I told you I was going to tell you about uh, ex-governor uh, Gary Johnson. He, he was governor from uh, like 1995 to 2002 in the state of New Mexico. They called him Governor Vito because he vetoed over 900 pieces of legislation he didn't like. Um, he's saying that's what we need. You know, there's a lot of truth in that. We need somebody who's not afraid to veto. Well, he's an adventurer. He's, he's climbed the mountain. Uh, I believe he's climbed Mount Everest, the daredevil skiing and coming down those slopes. So he, he has a, got a lot of adventurism in him. He's not afraid to stand up. He started a business called a Fix-It Man and uh, ended up having over 1,000 employees. So he has really taken American Dream, pushed it, and he knows and understands that you can't just keep spending money that you don't have. So he's got some great ideas about um, strong and vetoing. Now, he's going to spend a lot of time. He announced he's running for president, not in his home state of New Mexico. He announced it in New Hampshire because uh, he realizes that he's read the polls. His name's not mentioned in the polls. So he doesn't have a well-known name, and we'll have to see what goes on. But as far as his... Issues on the issues, go to, go to his website, GaryJohnsonForPresident.com, uh, and check out and Google it and find out more about him. I'll tell you my take on him. I believe he's somebody who can be very influential. I believe he can help bring some issues to the race. He's still not known. Now, can he take off and everybody say, hey, this is the guy we want? Uh, not impossible. We don't know. We've said that before. Just we just found out Haley Barber's not running, which a lot of people were counting him in. Uh, and he was going to be a part of a big money raiser because that's what he knows to, how to do well. But Bar Haley Barber's out. Uh, like I said, Gary Johnson's in, and I don't know much about him other than what I see on the website. And I've heard him speak a couple of times. And he can, uh, he can get people motivated and excited. Can he get a whole nation motivated? Can he get the Republican Party motivated? motivated those are the things that we'll have to find out it's not only him many more and they're all in that little small state of new hampshire now hammering away at the granite state trying to get people to listen to him listen to their ideas he has ideas but you know a lot of people have great ideas we have great ideas right here on doc holiday's tea party but to run for president of the united states you're going to have to have some money to back you up you're going to have to have some enthusiasm and you're going to have to have something that marks you different from the other candidates. And we talked about that just a few weeks ago. If we were running, if you were running for president of the United States, how would you differentiate, differentiate yourself from the others? And how, how does each candidate coming in, how, how does it, uh, the advantages and disadvantages appeal to you? So Gary Johnson, number one, he does not have the national recognition, the name. Uh, he's been out of office since uh, 2002. What can he do? You know, how, how does he get his name out there? And how does he raise the money that it takes to get the public educated? Uh, we're going to have to wait and see. I think he does bring some good ideas. He's very much on the libertarian side of the issues on a lot of things. But go to his website and check that out. And we'll see if the Republicans could get fired up for Gary Johnson. My opinion, if you want to hear it, close your ears if you don't want to hear it. I, 
I don't see him catching fire. I see him into the debate and uh, making some noise, but I don't see him catching on fire at this point. Maybe he can show me something I don't see now. Well, when we talk about the president running for president, there's a lot of jockeying for position going on right now, and it seems to be slow, and everybody wants to say who's the front runner. We all know it's probably Mitt Romney at this point, but he doesn't even want to claim that because nobody wants to claim the front runner status. So we'll see what Gary Johnson jumping into the race will do. Let me uh, tell you about the Tombstone Award. And as I said, this is awarded for some group, somebody, some word somebody says or action. And this week's Tombstone Award, Doc Holliday's Tombstone Award for the first week in May goes to the Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA. And if y'all didn't hear about this back last week of April, last week, the EPA, this is what they did. Uh, the Shell Oil Company has announced it must scrap efforts to drill for oil this summer in the Arctic Ocean off the northern coast of Alaska. The decision comes following a ruling by the EPA's Environmental Appeals Board to withhold critical air permits. Mm. They could not get the air permits because it was going to... The, the board said that it was going to cause bad air for a population of 245 that's very far away from the drilling. It's 70 miles away, I believe. <laughs> and 245, a small village. The board, I tell you, the board is made up of four people, four members. They're all registered Democrats. And, and one of them was actually an activist for the Environmental Defense Fund. And the members are appointed by the EPA administrator. Guess, guess who has control over that? Mr. Obama, the president of the United States, and his, uh, the EPA administrator. And I, I don't even like to call her name. It just sends shudders up my spine to think the power this woman has and the, and the ability to really concentrate on what America needs is jobs. She has killed more jobs and the potential of jobs than any one person, I believe, in the entire government. Our President Obama, you could say, probably has killed more jobs because he has more positions that he's placed. Put, if you put President Obama off to the side and look at it, the government as a whole and all the different regulatory agencies and the EPA, the administrator there, she has killed more jobs and potential for jobs than any one person I know of in our government. She's not elected. She's a bureaucrat. And she is a nightmare for anybody who wants a job today. The more jobs you get in the oil and gas industry, the more we do it here in America, the more jobs we'll have. It builds up the economy and more jobs go throughout the entire economy. And we got an administration that does not understand how to create jobs. So, the EPA gets Doc Holliday's Tombstone Award for the first week in May. Oh, let me tell you, I, I forgot to tell you the worst thing about it. You know, a few weeks ago, I told you about how the administration, the EPA, made a, a mining company, invested $250 million in West Virginia, had a permit from the previous administration, and they made them drop their project cold dead. 
People lost jobs. Two Democratic senators from West Virginia cried about it. They couldn't get anything done. If you're in West Virginia, you better vote Republican. Maybe they can do more than just uh, cry. So now let me tell you what to Shell, what happened to Shell Oil with this EPA ruling. Shell has spent five years and nearly, get this, and nearly four billion, that's not million, four, you heard me right, four billion dollars on plans to explore oil up there in, uh, in, in the Arctic Ocean, north of Alaska. The, at stake is an estimated 27 billion, again, I did not say million, 27 billion barrels of oil. That's American oil. That's American workers. That's for American jobs. That's for American gas prices going down. And you know what? The EPA, with one ruling, they said it's going to pollute the air up there. And that's just four people's decision. Four registered Democrats have killed more jobs and more hope for Alaska. And now it gets worse than that because if they don't get more oil flowing out of Alaska, the Alaskan pipeline said once it gets, it's slowing down, there's not much oil. And once it gets so low, they'll have to shut the whole pipeline down. And all that investment, all that oil could be flowing through the Alaskan pipeline from the north slope of Alaska will be no more. And we will be, and the gas prices going up, and we're sitting on oil that can be environmentally brought out of the ground and into the cars and machines and trucks that run America. And we got an administration, we got a head of an EPA, it must be brain dead. I just can't understand it. I wish somebody would put her in a congressional hearing and ask her, what in the world is she thinking? We need jobs, we need American ingenuity, and we got American mush in the head of the EPA. I'm, okay, I'll hush on that. But that's the Tombstone Award for the first week of May goes to the Environmental Protection Agency. You heard it right here on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Somebody go tell her to listen to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. And is there hope for her? There's hope for anybody that's willing to change. I don't think she'll change. Okay, the show is moving on. We have got to get to the, <laughs> you got to hear Kevin Jackson. So let's see if we can get him on the phone right now. We're going to dial up Kevin Jackson. We're going to get him on the phone. All right, we have on Doc Holiday's Tea Party, Kevin Jackson from the BlackSphere.net. Uh, Kevin, welcome to Doc Holiday's Tea Party. Thanks a lot, Doc. Love the name, man. <laughs> One of my favorite characters from Tombstone. Well, <laughs> you know, when, when you're a dentist and your name's Holiday, it sort of sticks with you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, one of the things I want to tell everybody about, all the listeners, of course, we got listeners all over the country, and... I want to tell them about a tour that's coming up, the uh, Ebony Ivory Tour. Or, or tell, me, tell me about this tour that's coming up. Well, it's the Ebony and Ivory Two Naked Heads Tour with me and Joe the Plumber. And what we decided to do, Doc, is just to make fun of the idea that America is this very racist country. It's just not. And so we figured, you know, a, a white guy and a black guy uh, traveling around through the Deep South would be a great way to get it, out, get it kicked off. So the first leg starts in Richmond, Virginia on May the 5th. And we end uh, taking down the, the Deep South, what we call the fried chicken leg. And then <laughs> uh, May 14th in Memphis, Tennessee, of all places, uh, at, a, at a barbecue cook-off. And I think we'll be through Tupelo on the 13th. Well, wow, that's my hometown. And um, we're looking forward to you coming here, you and uh, Joe the Plumber both. 
Yeah, so uh, I think one of the, the events we've got planned there is we're going to be visiting Elvis, so I want to definitely uh, see, see, uh, see that and, 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 quite frankly, meet a lot of the great people that are through the south. I grew up in the country, in the deep south of Texas, in a little town called Brady. And right. the idea that, you know, I, I love when I hear redneck or I hear good old boy or hillbilly because those are my friends. And though I'm a black guy, I mean, these are my these are guys that will bail me out of jail and come fight for me. And that's the way I, I measure friendship. Well, well, we're glad you're doing the tour. And, uh, of course, I think everybody knows Joe the Plumber happened to be at the right place at the right time during the 2008 election. And, uh, and he's become famous because of that. Well, let me tell you, people are going to learn things about Joe's life that are going to blow him away. And just, just understanding how that one simple question, you know, has changed his life completely. But I think when people learn the backdrop of Joe, and, and also the same thing about me, they're going to they're gonna find out that life isn't quite as, uh, you know, cookie cutter as people try to make it out to be. And, I, and I'm looking forward to people asking us those kind of questions when we do, when we hit these towns. Well, uh, Kevin, uh, what does it mean to be a black conservative? I know you're, you're, you're a conservative, and I'm glad, and you're part of the Tea Party, but uh, is there any different pressure to be a black conservative? Well, I, I think there is to a degree, you know, um, in the sense that, you know, you know that the, the, the majority of blacks are, are not. I mean, they're conservative by, by cultural uh, things, but they're not conservative in their vote in terms of voting for Democrats. So you catch a lot of flack, man, but that's why, you, that's why they make flack jackets. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, from that standpoint, you know, it is. But in all honesty, I don't even think of it as being a black conservative. I think of it as being a conservative. And the, the media has made the black conservative sort of this iconic figure, and they try to demonize us. They call us, you know, Uncle Tom's and the whole deal. But right. at the end of the day, you know what, if, if, if this is my small part to help save America, you know what, I'll do it every day. Well, we're glad to, that you're a part of the Tea Party movement, Kevin. And one of the things I wanted to ask you as far as uh, what do you see out there? I know you're about to get prepared for this tour. You were with uh, Tea Party Express at times. And and uh, is the Tea Party still rallying, rallying and drawing big crowds? I know it's dispersed in the other areas of our society and culture. But what, what do you see about the Tea Party movement right now? Honestly, Doc, I think that the, the movement is still strong. Now, you, I don't think you see people coming out and rallying as much as they did because originally it was just that fuel of, you know, let's get out there and show them every, you know, on the, right. when, uh -huh. for the first three or four times leading up to uh, into, into the end of 2009. I think in 2010 you saw it drop off and it continues to drop off in terms of rallies, but that's more because the Tea Party groups aren't quite sure of how to evolve it. So a tour like what Joe and I are doing, for example, which is pointed at the idea that America's supposed to be racist or America's supposed to be divided by class, is something that I think people can get behind. Now, we're not, we're not doing a bunch of rallies. We're not expecting to draw 10,000 people at any given event. Uh -huh. But I think what we're doing is we're saying, okay, just like uh, we're, we're looking at issues of health care, we're looking at issues of the economy, things like that. As the Tea Party starts saying, in Mississippi, these uh -huh. are our issues these are the people we're going to vote out. These are the, the issues that we are going to make sure that, that our narrative is set on the right. People are still behind that. When it get, comes to the polls in, in 2012, I'm going to tell you something. Make no mistake about it. The, the Tea Party folks are still just as energized. We get more uh, mad each day when they keep talking about raising the debt ceiling. Right. You know, uh, $4.3 billion ticks off the interest clock every day. Mm. People are tired of it. 
Well, you're right about that. I, I believe, and that's what I was asking you about, is the fact that the Tea Party, other than just getting together and rallying and, and shouting, that's when it began, that's all we had. But now, just like a Doc Holliday's Tea Party, the Black Sphere, uh, all these things, uh, people are branching out and helping build a, build a foundation, I believe, is going to really affect the 2012 elections. It is. It is. And, and I'll tell you something else. Um, the thing that, that my group uh, focuses on is bringing youth and diversity to the right. movement. So, for example, in Tupelo, Grant has set it up where we're going to be on TV talking to a liberal radio station. That's right. something that a lot of the, the right doesn't want to do. Hey, so I'm looking I'm forward to that. I'm happy to debate people on the issues because, right. you know, th- how else are we going to get them to start stop looking at the Tea Party as this quote-unquote racist you know, homophobic, all these other things, when we don't get a chance to even give them our point of view. These people live in echo chambers, and we've got to take them out, and we've got to make them think. Okay, you know, black people in Tupelo, Mississippi, let me ask you a real easy question. In the last 20 years, have you improved? Mm-hmm. Are your neighborhoods safer? Do you really feel like you've made progress? And the short answer is no, absolutely not. The schools in these communities are terrible. The crime in these communities are terrible. There's no business. There's, they, they don't, most of the people don't even own their homes. So, you know, th- these are things that we've got to start making them wake up and, and see, but we're never getting to do that. And I think by making it fun, you know, having them look at it from a, comedi- a comedic standpoint versus being preachy right. uh, is a, hopefully a way that we can bring to get them to start thinking. I, I've heard you speak, and, I, and uh, you got a wonderful presentation, and, I, and Joe the Plumber, I think the tour is a great idea. And what you were saying about Tupelo, Mississippi, it could be St. Louis, Missouri, it could be New York, New York, it could be Los Angeles, California. Anywhere you go, there's communities, and you got to ask, are you better off than you were 20 years ago? Absolutely. Doc, you, you nailed it. It isn't just Tupelo. You know, it's, it's all over. And when people see that, it's, that it's, they think that they're being oppressed in their neighborhood or whatever. No, you're not. You're, you're, this is a nationwide plague on, on these poor communities, and nobody's giving you hope. The thing I talk about all the time is, particularly among blacks, is we've taken away blacks' ability to be imaginative. We can only see ourselves as either rock, you know, music stars or, or, or athletes. We're either going to be rap artists or we're going to be athletes. What happened to just being an engineer? What happened to being a doctor? What happened to being an entrepreneur running a grocery store? And what, what's happened like to... We've taken yeah. that away. When you ask a kid what do they want to be in the black community, they want to be a rap star, they want to be a, a you know, pro football player or a pro basketball player. Okay, guys, let's be realistic. That's probably not going to happen. And the other thing, Kevin, one thing that uh, I know, because I work a lot in a, a black population of African-American pastors, and, and there I, I see so many smart, wonderful people the, the youth have such a great intelligence and i'm talking about in the black community hispanic community white community all over america we got intelligence that's that's sitting there and it's not being channeled into the creative businesses like like you said a startup of a grocery store you can start look what uh, uh bill gates did and you know, there's more Microsofts, there's more other things if people learn how to put together a board. Absolutely. How do you put together a business board and get a group of people to help you out? And well, that's you know what what's done, lacking. Doc, is we've, create, we've taken away critical thinking so people don't even consider what their skill sets are anymore. But worse than that, we've created an idea that somebody should take care of you or will take care of you if you don't do something with yourself. And I think that's what the destruction is. I can't even imagine 
not, you know, waking up every day. And, and, and by the way, I go through this every day. I have to wake up every single day and there's a void uh-huh. in front of me. And that void is uh, it's challenging me to fill it. Kevin, how, are you, how is Fox going to want you on TV today? How is the radio station going to want to talk to you today? I've got to come up with something creative that that hits a nerve with America or whatever, or else guess what? I'm not going to eat or I'm not going to do a radio show or I'm not going to do a TV show or whatever. So you're forced to, to use your mind, and that's what the problem is in the, in the, in the, uh, on the left is these people are drones, man. They wake up in the morning, whatever MSNBC or CNN says is the new talking point, and, and nobody challenges them to think. You are so right about the left being a bunch of drones, and, and, and there's a few pe- puppet masters pulling the strings, and they just can't think for themselves. And let me tell you what. I was on a radio show the other day, and uh, there was a lady on the show who was a quote-unquote liberal. Uh-huh. And she was arguing with me about everything under the sun. And I said, you know what's funny to me? I said, I, I've, only talk, I've only met you for the very first time now. We've talked on air and a little bit off the air. But you are about as much of a liberal as, as uh, you know, Rosie O'Donnell is a runway model. I go, your <laughs> husband owns his own successful business. Huh? You uh, are, you, you have two children, and you were talking to me about a, a problem that one of your children was having, and you were sending him to a specialist, and I said, I will bet you money right now that, that your child goes to private school, because she's well-dressed. Uh-huh. And she goes, she put her head down, and she goes, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I go, you, the only thing you, you're used to doing, and, and by the way, she admitted to not knowing politics. So I said, all you're, all you're armed with right now is emotion and superficial information. You don't have enough information on any single topic to fill a thimble, but you think you know stuff. That's why you liberals are dangerous. Wow. And that was Kevin Jackson, I told you. Now, he is fun to listen to, great, intelligent ideas, and he's out there in the Tea Party movement, and we're going to listen to the rest of the interview next week, so don't miss next week's show. We have got to go on to the Rock of Liberty speech, but before I do, let me remind you, you are listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. You're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And let me tell you about, if you haven't gone to this website, go to wheresamericasjobs.com. That's just spell it out easy. Where'samericasjobs.com. You want to know what's going on? Why we don't have jobs in America? Just go to where'samericasjobs.com and check it out. And I want to remind you to go to the, the banners on my webpage right there, Doc Holliday's Tea Party, and click on there and find out about the Tea Party Review magazine. That is the best new magazine anywhere. It's about the Tea Party movement. You're starting to hear it more and more all across America. It's making a big mark on American politics and what's happening in America. So check it out and and order that. Order it. If you're part of the Tea Party movement, you ought to be taking this magazine, subscribe to it, and you can find out how by just clicking on the banner for the Tea Party Review right there on Doc Holliday's Tea Party or go to my website, www.teaparty.ms. That's www.teaparty.ms and check out the Tea Party View magazine there. Check out my book, Walk With Me. And now, let's get on to the Rock of Liberty speech. We are going to run right into next week's show, so make sure you're here listening next week. But let me tell you about the Rock of Liberty speech. This Rock of Liberty speech has everything to do about America, everything to do about the elections coming up in 2012. So let me just get right into it.
I told you about in West Virginia a few weeks ago where the, the EPA shut down a mining company that had invested over $250 million but not let them go on for permit that was given by the previous administration. I just gave the Tombstone Award for the decision of the EPA to do away with shell oil uh, drilling there in the Arctic Ocean, a $4 billion investment, and they cannot proceed because four registered Democrats said no. Unbelievable. And that's why I'm talking about every decision, brick by brick. They're building a wall. It's like every regulation is a brick, and, and people wonder why businessmen and businesswomen say, Mr. Obama does not have a clue when it comes to running a business. I'm telling you, how are we ever going to get robust growth with leaders that make businesses jump through regulatory hoops and loops before they can ever get the first order? You cannot have a profit if you don't have orders. You can't get orders if you got regulations stacking up, mounting against you, you got people looking at wanting to start a new business and they see all the regulations and they say, forget it. Just forget it. That's not what American spirit and ingenuity needs to be. It needs to be where you're inspired entrepreneurs. But I'm telling you, these regulations are building a wall brick by brick. Let me tell you about some of the regulations. January 2009, housing voucher regulations. February 2009, project labor agreements forcing government contractors to provide bids that show union labor as a component. Must have it. March 2009, stem cell regulations. April 2009, hedge fund regulations. May 2009, EPA issues new fuel standards. June 2009, regulations issued to influence venture capital activity. July 2009, EPA training requirements for workers on building renovation projects. Requirements, I said. August 2009, E-Rule, electronic rulemaking regulation. September 2009, EPA issues ozone pollution regulations. October 2009, greenhouse gas reporting requirements. November 2009, electronic funds transfer regulations. December 2009, natural gas pipeline safety regulations. January 2010, visa regulations. February 2010, organic foods program regulations. March 2010, credit card regulations. April 2010, residential water heaters regulations. May 2010, coal ash regulations. June 2010, Truth in Lending Regulations. July 2010, Revised Americans with Disability Act Regulations. August 2010, Bed Bugs and Pesticide Regulations. September 2010, Portland Cement Regulations. October 2010, Truck Regulations. November 2010, Perfume and Fragrance Regulations. You got it, Regulations for Perfume and Fragrance. December 2010, Cafe standards, miles per gallon, regulations. January 2011, new Cuba travel regulations. February 2011, conscience protection rules for healthcare providers. March 2011, menu and vending machine rules issued. April 2011, tougher painkiller regulations. And we see regulation after regulation is like brick by brick. 
These regulations are building a wall, a separation between businesses and the ability to make a profit. How will the workers in America compete with the workers of the world with an administration that has radical plans regarding more and more regulations and stifling requirements and mandates? Ladies and gentlemen, Tea Partiers across this land, every voter who cares about this nation, you need to understand this job-killing regulation and government-directed mandates have built a wall so tall that every American worker, every unemployed citizen who wants a job, and every student who wants to find a good job when they graduate should look the President of the United States directly in the eye and say like Ronald Reagan would say, Mr. Obama, tear down this wall. And you got the Rock of Liberty speech, first week of May. Don't miss next week. we got more of Kevin Jackson. They will be on the fried chicken leg part of their uh, two-naked two heads tour. And we are going to have some more fun talking of Kevin Jackson. If you're anywhere, if you see where they're in the city, check out their website at uh, theblacksphere.net, and they will, they will find out where they might be in a city nearby you. Go listen to Joe the Plumber and Kevin Jackson, and we'll have Kevin back next week. God bless you. Work hard. Get out there and do some tea parties, go some rallies. Let's get excited. Check out the Tea Party Review magazine. And let's get this nation turned around. Hallelujah. See you next week. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.